Welcome to the Scale of Tech and AI Growth Lab podcast. I am your host, Jay Farr at Tech Fusion Systems. Our guest is Dan Goodman at Dan Goodman Employment Advisory and True Commish. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jay. It's great to be here. So can you give us a top level overview of your business and what you do? Sure, absolutely. I am just a passionate advocate for employees in every setting. It started off with me building a commission audit platform called True Commish. It allows employees to be able to verify commission pay, identify payers, and quantify the value of it. As a way to promote True Commission, I started posting on LinkedIn for the first time last just a year ago. And as a result, I have now created a consulting business called Dan Goodman Employment Advisory. And I offer advocacy services for employees across eight different practice areas, including employment agreements, restrictive clauses, severance agreements, PIPs, stock equity grants, comp plans, commission audits, so on and so forth. So yeah, it's my passion because the individual employees, salespeople in general, they there's no advocate for them. There's no one there for them. They're often taken advantage of, gaslit, stolen from, mistreated, and often they have to go away with their tail between their legs, not knowing what to do. So I've stepped up to fill that space, to fill that role, to be that advocate for them and to help them stand up for themselves, to not have years or decades of regret for being taken advantage of. Yeah, that's interesting. So it all started with truecommish.com, which you can go in and uh, verify your commissions to make sure that you weren't shorted. And then if you were, you can crank out a report, bring it to your employer, and you can make your argument, hey, there's something not right with the math here. And so it started with that. And by promoting that, employees started contacting you about their compensation packages uh, and all of this stuff. And that's so interesting because I did receive one of those one time. And it was about a half an inch thick. Yep. And I'm like, I am not even going to read this. So yeah, that's interesting because employers have legal teams and legal firms and they have all of that stuff in place. And it's difficult for employees to, to navigate those waters to figure out if they're getting a fair deal or not, right? Yeah, it's like the Wizard of Oz. There's this big curtain there and uh, you're not really sure who's behind it. Really what they're trying to do is that they're trying to deceive you into thinking how things are done a certain way to their benefit, to tell you the truth. Whether it's around a comp plan, whether it's around a severance agreement, an employment agreement, whatever it is, it's written by attorneys that they hire and pay a lot of money for. And it's written only to protect the employer against the employee. Uh, and a lot of these things are two-way legal binding contracts and you better make sure that your rights are represented properly in there and that you're not being taken advantage of because you'll end up losing in the long run. I always tell employees when they're going to a new job to make sure that they get the comp plan, they get the stock plan, that employment agreement is laid out and clear and in detail, and that it's all in writing. So you never want to resign from your old job until you get everything in writing because uh, you don't want to have any surprises when you show up that first day and you've already left the previous employer. And from what I'm hearing, there's not a lot of support for this out there. There's not a lot of firms really doing this with the employee in mind. Is that the case? I've never heard anywhere anyone doing this, both on the commission audit side or on the employee <clears throat> advocacy side. The response from the marketplace has been amazing. It's been, folks are extremely appreciative that my services exist. It's long needed. There's no one out there for the individual employee. They're stuck to figure it out themselves and go through this process and just hope that they're not being taken advantage of. And I've worked with 250 clients since I started the advocacy business since February 1st across those eight practice areas. And uh, collectively, I have helped them increase their severance offers and commission payouts by almost a million dollars at this point since February. That's incredible. So they really are being 
taken advantage of by the employer in most cases. And that makes sense because they're, they're watching out for themselves primarily, right? And they just want it all to go away and spend as little money as possible doing so. It makes sense whether it be right or, or not. Yeah, we're seeing a lot with severance right now. There's this whole thing around termination, which is really the, the worst thing. I mean, when you're terminated, there's no income coming in. You have bills to pay. It, it really weighs a lot on you. It takes a significant mental toll. And when companies are not being transparent and they're playing games and they're gaslighting you and they're lying about your performance and your history to justify a wrongful termination, it really weighs on the individual employee. I'm seeing this all the time. People are being put on false pips just to embarrass, demean, disrespect the employee. Half of them will just get up and leave on their own. And now there's no termination cost for the employer. The other half will try to fight the pip, hoping that they can keep their job when it was never an opportunity to keep it in the first place. It was a predetermined outcome. The PIP was never achievable. It was never deserved. And the criteria that they're asking to meet has been something that's never been achieved before. So it's just the game that they play. It's better to be transparent and honest with people when they need it the most, rather than this disrespectful, demeaning way of, you know, of terminating people. There's no need to do it. There's a right way to do things with transparency and a wrong way of doing things to deceive. Yeah, it's very interesting. And what do you see happening in the um, employment world right now? Do you see an economic downturn and a lot of people being let go? What do you see going on right now? And what do you expect uh, that's going to look like in the coming year or two? Yeah, so I'm, I'm right there at the front of it because people are reaching out to me when they're getting laid off and I'm, I'm seeing all that volume. I'm hearing all these stories and, and everything else. I'll tell you that it seems like it picked up the layoffs. Uh, I would say the April, May time period Right up until now, um, I'm not sure if it's tapered off a little bit or really the same. There's, obviously, there's a lot of concerns with the economy and with inflation and with hiring. And you know, a lot of these startups have been trying to hold on to this downturn now for 12, 18 months, and they're running out of cash and the ability to hang on. I think you're going to see a lot of startups that are going to go belly up uh, in the near term. The fall will be really interesting to see what happens. I think a lot of people are expecting some sort of a turnaround by now and some sort of a positive direction. And we're, we're not quite seeing that yet. So how did you get to True Commission? What did you do before this? Did you come from some sort of a legal background of employee, employer, legal documents and contracts? Or No, I'm not an attorney. I've never been one, although I've yeah. always been told since a kid I probably should because I was always so argumentative. It's just a passion of mine. I'm a numbers guy. I, I build spreadsheets and financial models. I had a spouse or I have a spouse and friends and family that were top performers in sales. And I would manually check their pay to make sure that they were getting paid right. My spouse sometimes would bring home a monthly commission check that was bigger than my annual salary. Based on who the people she were working for and what we knew of them, we didn't really have a lot of faith that they were doing things above board when it came time to pay things out. So I created a methodology on how to verify commission pay. Uh, I ran all of her data through it and identify literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of earned but unpaid commissions and resulting bonuses that I helped her and many others recover from their employer. So that's what started it. And then fast forward 15, 20 years, the technology has emerged. The internet is there. It's so easy to advertise, to make things that people aware, to build out applications. So I aligned myself with a developer and a business partner, and we built out this automated application where reps can go in, answer questions about their comp plan to replicate it, load up their bookings information, load up their commission information, use a unique identifier to cross-reference the data set, and compare how much you expected to make on a deal when that client agreed to that price and compared how much you actually were paid on it months and months later when you were paid. And you'd be shocked at how often that number is different. And there's not an employer in the world that I'm aware of that will actually report to the rep what they expected to be paid that a customer agreed to and what they actually were paid. You're left to just have blind faith and trust 
that you're being paid fully and accurately. Yeah, that's interesting. I know one of our clients who has a pretty big sales team does have that transparency, but it's interesting to hear that's not a normal thing. I'd love to chat with them and see what they're doing there. Cause I literally, I've spoken to thousands of people, employees, companies, and they purposely don't report that to that level because uh, they right. don't want the reps to have that visibility. If there are changes to a deal that take place, whether it impacts the rep or it shouldn't impact the rep, they don't want the rep made aware of that because maybe the rep will now argue, say, hey, look at your implementation team, your networking team screwed this up. There's additional costs that are associated with this now. And now you're trying to hit my commission for it. Better to keep them in the blind. That's yeah. what, that's their view. Do you, is your opinion that this is done purposely or is this just because they don't do a very good job tracking and keeping the analytics accurate? I think overly complex comp plans, okay, are done intentionally. And I think that companies do not want to encourage employees to either spend time taking away from selling time, checking it, or be that focused on it. They want them out there selling more and earning more. So I'll say in some instances, absolutely intentional. I've seen it firsthand many occasions. I'd say in a majority of the instances, it's almost like they'd rather have their employees not knowing and they go out of their way to make it difficult for them to know. Yeah. Gotcha. Very interesting. Can you give us some, some scenarios and some examples of things that people come to you for specifically and how you've helped them? Oh yeah. It's, there's probably 30 or 40 different examples I can give you of different scenarios where employees have been gotten screwed out of compensation, uh, wrongly terminated, had their equity messed with. You could literally pick any topic, been put on a false pip with no chance of ever of keeping their job of these overly mid-year changes to comp plans, retroactive changes to comp plans, being terminated just before large deals are going to close and, and now having that commission go to the company instead of the employee who was just fired. It's just, it's, just, it's across the gamut. That's, you know, uh, that's some pretty shady stuff that you're talking about. That's just, just a small bleep. little piece of it there. Yeah. It's <laughs> unbelievable the stuff that goes on, honestly. Yeah. I reviewed an employment contract for someone recently, and they were verbally told that it was just a 10-year vest, four-year vest. They were never told that you actually have to be an employee at the company at the time of a transaction, regardless if you vested your tenure or not, or you wouldn't have any equity, or you wouldn't have any payout from that. There's just all kinds of games that are played um, around compensation. Around, I did a post yesterday about signing bonuses, relocation bonuses, retention bonuses, games that are being played around that. Company is giving you a, a retention bonus, then they're terminating you six months later and expecting you to pay back the retention bonus. Oh, wow. It's um, just the stories are endless. It's limited by the creativity of bad leaders doing bad things against their employees. Yeah, that makes sense. And as you said, there really isn't anyone else out there doing this or specializing in it. And so that's why they've been getting away with it for so long. And I think probably that's why they've gotten so egregious about it because they just, when you get it, when you know, shady people start getting away with things, they just go take it further and further because there's no recourse, right? And so you're coming in and you're putting a stop to that. And so there's going to be some pushback now, which I think is a really positive thing um what's yeah, it's, it's really great point you said this so I, I got i had a call with somebody that day it was really it was, i did a post about it earlier in the week it was one of the most rewarding gratifying moments of doing this so the guy reached out to me had some questions about his comp plan some commission issues we talked about that and then he went on to tell me about how he had he had one of his underlings one of his reps he was a manager that had an issue with his commission the manager went to the vp of sales and say hey look at uh, my rep is getting screwed out of here on this deal from accounting and this it's vague and we're misinterpreting it. I don't think they're doing it the right way. So the, the VP looked at it and he said, you know what? I think that we're not going to pay the rep on this. I, I don't think we have to. And the, the contracts, the way it's stated, so I think we can interpret it that way and, and not pay out on this. So the manager, you know what the manager did? Pulled out my profile on LinkedIn. He opened up a post about me posting about wage theft, 
commission issues, so on and so forth. And they looked at some of the comments from some of the folks on my post about how irate they were about employers mistreating employees and stealing from them and, and gaslighting them. So the VP, after reading that, changed his mind and told the manager to go ahead that we're going to pay the rep out that commission. Yeah. I was blown away when I heard that. That's awesome. He got he got scared and he was like, you know what? I don't really want to deal with that kind of a, a problem. Yeah, whether you're scared or not, or whether it's just having another source point out like what the right thing to do is, whatever that reason was, I'm glad that it was taken care of. And I'm glad that my posting is having an impact some way or another. That's interesting. So how do you, how can you help these individuals? Cause you're not an attorney, so you, you can't necessarily take legal action. So what exactly do you do? You can add up the numbers and you could advise them as to what their options are. Yeah, no, we, I, I basically almost act like an attorney for them. I'm not an attorney, but we, instead of seeking a legal route, we seek an empathetic compromise win solution mm -hmm. so that we don't have to go down the legal route, which nobody right. wins other than the attorneys when that happens. I'll, I'll write, we'll write the equivalent of a demand letter. It's more of an empathetic compromise win approach though. So it's right. like showing them what the right thing to do is and why that is and putting right. the reader in the shoes of the employee who's been mistreated, not so that they can know what they've experienced, but know what they felt right. and how that impacted them. And it's that they're kind not like dealing, kind of dealing with a bully because they, they think they can just bully these employees around and do whatever they want because they're not going to do anything about it. And yep. when they come back from you with a letter of intent and a, a discovery and they say, you know what, I found all this stuff out. You guys need to make good on this. That's some pushback for them to, to reconsider and go, yeah, okay. You know, yeah, what we really do is that a, we show it's in the best interest of the employer to yeah. offer you a better offer. Based right. on what, based on the case that you lay out, based on the actions that you're willing to take, if you don't get satisfaction, yeah. if you can show that it's in the best interest of the employer to do the right thing, they'll do it. They're not yeah. going to do it for you. They have no legal obligation to offer you severance, for example. They don't do it because they like you or they care about you. They do it because they want you to release them of all liability and any claims that you can have against them. Once exactly. you sign that release, you no longer exist. They no, they no longer have to worry about you. And that's yeah. why they do it. And I think that's an important point too. You mentioned the legal course is so time consuming. It takes forever and it costs a fortune. And so even if you did win a litigation, there wouldn't be much or anything left of it anyway. It's really funny you say that, Jay, because I drafted a, a post that I'm going to put out probably next week. It said, would you rather have a 75K in your bank today from your employer regarding a, a, an issue? Or would you rather have a likely outcome of 300K two years down the road, having gone through litigation? And I will tell you that when you give the attorney 40% off the top, you pay out all the uh, fees associated with the case, the deposition, the sonographer, the, the, the uh, expert witnesses, so on and so forth. Now, all of a sudden, you, 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 there's a strong likelihood of 150K two years from now, but that's not a guarantee. And then all that negative time and energy and focus that you had mm. looking backwards about how you've been screwed over, rather than moving forward in a positive way, it really weighs on you and has a significant negative impact on you. Yeah, that's an enormous benefit too. Take care of it, get it done, move on. Don't spend the next two years of your life in attorney's offices, in the courtroom, waiting for your uh, hearing to start, which I, I used to do a lot of work for attorney's offices. So I've been in, in and out of courtrooms and things of that nature. And yeah, very time consuming, very stressful and a whole emotional roller coaster that you just don't need, right? Yeah, yeah, it wears on you. People need to break free from all the bad actions that they've been victimized to and, and move forward, not continue to cling on for years as it goes through litigation and the expense of it too. 
Yeah, that's interesting. So right now you're finding clients just on LinkedIn. There's such a demand for this. There's no one really doing it and you're you're the guy to go to. I'm not even finding clients, Jay. Literally all I do is I post, I don't know, five, six times a week now. I, I started in October posting three times a week and then move that up to almost daily, maybe in May or June. I literally, just from my posts, I literally have six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 DMs every single day, seven days a week. People asking for help across one of these practice areas. I don't have to do any outreach at all. The issues that are happening, employer bad behavior is happening all over the place right now, especially in this tough economy with right. layoffs and everything else. They're trying to steal money from their employees and take it right to the bottom line to inflate their results and meet their performance bonuses. Right. And there's no reason to believe that's going to get better on its own either. No, this, this type of behavior has been going on for generations. It's only now that we're really hearing about it for the first time because of things like social media and people like myself out here posting about it and people feeling the need to speak up and tell the truth. I think the pandemic has changed a lot with people in society, that they don't want to have regret, that life is short, that they don't want to be walked all over and taken advantage of. They feel yeah. more empowered now to stand up for bad behavior and call it out. And we've seen these changes take place throughout society, whether it's with policing, with the Black Lives Matter movement, with the Me Too movement, so on and so forth. And it, now it needs to come to the uh, workplace and have employees be treated with respect and dignity. Yeah, it definitely seems like an area where uh, there was a huge need for some checks and balances. So it's nice to see that trend coming about finally. How is the engagement? How does that go with you? So if someone has an issue with their employer, how do they connect with you? And how is that engagement? What does that look like? Do people have to purchase a retainer from you? Or do they make, a, you know, set a consultation? Or what do they do? Yeah, so I can be reached. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm out there every day. You can look up Dan Goodman. I can also be uh, my company, True Commission. You can reach me via email there, dgoodman at truecommission.com. There's no E after the U in True Commission. Basically, I literally, I don't know, a dozen free calls every day. I'm on the phone for five, 10 minutes or so with folks answering questions, giving guidance and advice. They hear the passion, the knowledge and, and how I can help and they're anxious to sign up. Uh, at first I was like, not wanting to do all, spend as much time doing that because there's so much demand for it. But what I'm finding is just when people get on the phone with me for five minutes, they hear the passion, they hear the knowledge about the expert subject matter that I'm working with and they, they wanna move forward. And I'm finding that's yeah. the best way that they're most comfortable with that. It takes a little bit of my time to do. I, I work on a contingency basis with severances and commission issues. And and I provide uh, hourly uh, consultations uh, for other matters around PIPs and around comp plans and mm -hmm. so, so on and so forth. Employment agreements, restrictive clauses, so on and so forth. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's a really good approach. Just do a short a short consultation call to, to meet and greet someone, find out what the case is, hear them out, see if you can help them or not, and then give them, here's your options. How would you like to proceed? I'll give you, I'll give you um, two examples on why that's so amazing, Jay. The first one is that I had one of these 10-minute calls with somebody. And they, they went off and they took my advice. It was a free call. They got back to me and they increased their offer by $12,300 just from a 10 minute free call with me. And then wow. they came back and they sent me a DM and they told me all about it. I put a post about it. It was really gratifying. Yeah. And then I had another free call about a month earlier with somebody. I gave them some advice about their situation. They ended up taking my advice and turning it into $67,000 more for themselves. It was a free call. I just spent 10 minutes with them. The guy literally on his own sent me a $1,000 tip for the 10-minute free call based on the outcome that he had. Yeah. I was so moved and blown away by that. <laughs> and it wasn't about the money. It was about the gesture. And it was about taking the time and then to acknowledge the value that was brought and then showing the appreciation and wanting to do something.
Yeah, it makes your job so much more more fun. And yeah. I, did, I got another one just the other day. It wasn't a thousand, it was a hundred. No one has to do anything. It's just, it's the, the gesture, the thought that really means the most. And uh, it's great that I'm having that type of impact on people. Yeah, that's fantastic. Where do you see this going? Where do you see the Dan Goodman Employment Advisory business going? How far are you going to take this? Because you pointed out that there's really no one doing it. There's an enormous, overwhelming demand and people really need this. And it's gone unchallenged for so long. Jay, you're going to really love my answer here, Jay. The first <laughs> thing that, that I need the, to- the cat out of the bag, as they say, what, where do you see this going? The first thing that I need to do is find a company like Tech Fusion Systems, who can help me build- I knew you were going to like it, Jay. I love who, it already. Who would help <laughs> me build out the back end and automate this thing. I am a little bit of a madman right now. I am literally doing this entire thing as a one-man show with no automation, pure hustle. I have yeah. over- almost 5,000 contacts in an Excel file, not a CRM. I'm tracking this thing. I'm sending out manual DMs every single day. So where I see this, as I'm learning, as the business is growing, as I'm, when I say I can automate things, I'm, I'm not talking about the back end. I can actually automate the front end to a degree. And once mm -hmm. I can start productizing more of this, I can scale it in a much bigger way. And I can add a team behind me and allocate the different tasks based on the skill sets and, and, and what needs to happen. I think that I may be a little bit of a, of a, a bottleneck. I think that a lot of people are going to want to talk to me directly and get some sort of that one-on-one -on -one time, which would then limit the ability to scale it at, at certain points. But there's enough there across the eight different practice areas where we can absolutely scale this thing up 10, 20, 30 times well beyond where we're at right now. And that's something that I'm thinking about when I can find some time in between helping people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly the way I would approach it too. And like, I would say about thinking of yourself as a bottleneck, I wouldn't think of it that way because there's some things that you should automate, right? Absolutely. And there's some things that you should not automate. And that's yeah. a very careful distinction where we never tell a client to automate the things that shouldn't be automated. Yep. So you have to be careful about that. And you always have to look at where's the best ROI, what are the best things to do for the biggest ROI, and what's also best for the customers too, what's best for the longevity of the business and the reputation. Yeah, and, exactly. uh, I don't want the service offering to be any less because it's being replaced with automation. That exactly. Hurt exactly. the business and set it backwards, not move it forwards. 100%, absolutely, yeah. Keep quality very high. Yeah, very important. Awesome, man. You gave us so much stuff already. Anything else you want to hit on? Yeah, I just want to do a closing remark about uh, telling people to, to stand up for themselves and to not be bullied and intimidated, that it's their right to do so, the reason why this goes on, that kind of stuff. So I can, do it. I can say it right now if you like. Awesome. Now I'll prompt you here. All right. Awesome. Dan, thanks so much for all the information you've given us. Do you have any closing remarks or advice for employees? Absolutely, Jay. I'm all about standing up for yourself, not to be bullied, not to be intimidated. I've been like this my whole life. Whenever I saw something that wasn't right, I would call it out, even as a young kid. I, want, I really want to encourage people to not feel like a victim. When they're mistreated by their employer, they're stolen from, they're gaslit, they're wrongfully terminated, you start to wonder yourself, is this the reflection on me? Your self-confidence starts to take a hit. And you start to question yourselves. You start to think that you're all alone. That this is only happening to me. It's not the case. It's happening everywhere all the time. That's one of the things that people love about why I, when I post is that, they, that my examples, my stories are things that they've realized and experienced themselves. And they get a lot of value from reading it that they know that they're not, that it's not about them. They don't take it personally any longer. And it encourages them to stand up and fight for it. What I'll tell people is if you allow yourself to be bullied and intimidated, stolen from and gaslit and fired by your employer, and you don't do anything to stand up for it, I will tell you right now that you'll look back on this, your, your five or 10 or 15 year older self will look back on this 
and say, man, I really should have stood up to it. I really allowed these guys to take advantage of me, to steal from me, to mistreat me. And it bothers you. It can linger on for years or decades. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have a successful outcome standing up to it, the fact that you're doing it will have a big impact on your mental health and your ability to put it behind you and move forward. So I encourage everybody to stand up to it, fight it, call it out. By doing it, it will help you and it will help the next person and maybe stop the employer from continuing to do it. Yeah, that's absolutely the best advice uh, I think you could give. And I agree 100%. Don't stand for it. Reach out to Dan Goodman on LinkedIn. Dan, thank you so much for being here. Fantastic podcast. A lot of great information for everyone. Any employees out there that feels though they've been mistreated or not treated fairly, you know, reach out to Dan. He can help. Thank you, Jay. It's a pleasure being on here. Thank you for having me.